the what's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? <laughs> what's the difference? I wouldn't lay a garbanzo bean on my face. Uh, and that's the banter. <laughs> oh my god, that's the episode. We can stop recording yeah. right there. We'll just call it Gabanza B. Um, hey, is there a is there another word for muffin in in England? Uh not not really. I mean You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because we, we have different muffins, don't we? I'm thinking like like a blueberry muffin, for example. Like in a little cake and it like becomes all Looks like a mushroom, yeah. effectively. Yeah. But you don't. You guys have like English muffins, which aren't English. That are like. Yeah. No, we have. That, and see, that's what I was thinking. Is that like? Well, if that's what the English call a muffin. Then what do I call this? <laughs> no, no. The English muffin is just isn't isn't something we we really have. <laughs> it's a lie. Do they call it an English muffin? I think I think it's because it's it's relatively similar to like a savory scone. That makes sense. Um, wow! But, but the more you know, the more you know, <laughs> the more you learn. We're we're breaking boundaries on modular. Yeah, this is a cultural outreach program. Yeah, uh, <laughs> between two white cultures. Um, <laughs> hello and welcome. My name is Thorne George. My name is Jack Dean, and this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. That's right, Jack. These are the pre-written stories made by the folks who made up D&D. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why would we do that? Well, Jack, maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe... I don't think there's a third thing. Oh, there's no third thing for this one. Yeah, I don't think there's a third thing for this one. <laughs> we're playing. We're playing it streamlined. Uh, but you all should be warned. Each of our episodes will take a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we are running. And right now, we are running the rise of Tiamat. So if you don't want spoilers, you should leave now. And there is another warning we should offer them. That's right, Thorne. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and specifically for this episode, a British main character. So please be aware of these not so kid friendly themes. <laughs> now, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session 35 of The Rise of Tiamat. It's a modular pod. It's a modular pod. In a temple, just standing there, sort of eyes glazed over, standing in the distance. You hear a ringing in your ears. And suddenly, all of it, you, you just snap to and you, and you hear a voice go, Did you hear me, sir? Uh, sorry, what? I'm afraid there's nothing we can do. She has been dead for far too long. Only the spell of true resurrection can bring her back 
and unfortunately, I don't think there's anyone within this city who knows that spell. I am sorry. What about outside the city? You would need to find a very powerful wizard of some kind or or being, but I'm not certain such power exists within Faerun. And I am sorry. Can you... Can you keep her here and keep, keep keep her body preserved while I while I search? Yes, yes, of course. Thank you. Just keep keep it keep her safe, and I'll um I'll return with with gods. I don't know something something that can that can help. Yes, sir. may the gods be with you, and and with you. Locke, you walk out of this temple dejected and defeated. Unfortunately, to your best efforts, it has been about 13 days since you left the north and landed in Waterdeep. I mean, sorry, not Waterdeep, Neverwinter. Ah, sure. Yeah, Waterdeep would have been a lot longer. Um, No, Neverwinter. And you're just standing outside of this temple now, um, within the temple district. Um, you see people walking by, chattering, not knowing, you know, these people don't know about your pain, about your life, what you've just been through. They seem happily ignorant. And, you know, maybe even if they did know, they wouldn't pass they wouldn't give you anything but maybe a passing pity your companion leason has been with you uh you know he has been looking for passage to waterdeep and so you know he's been in the market district of the city but you also know you have an uncle who lives in this city. So, which place are you thinking of going to? Uh, I think definitely checking on on my uncle. I think Leosin probably could do with some time to to find appropriate passage. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you... I think I need to notify the family of what's happened. Absolutely. You head to your uncle's house. And about halfway there, you hear someone shout out, Locke! And you turn around and you see it's it's Leeson. And he goes, Hey, I couldn't find his passage. I'm sorry. No one seems to be leaving the city uh, because of the dragon attacks and the cult. I'm gonna well, keep. I'm gonna keep looking, but uh, you know, I don't know what to do. What What did you hear? How's Teresa? There's There's simply nothing they can they can do for her. It's been too long. Um, they suggest there's there's some magic, a true resurrection that might that might be able to bring her bring her back and would would right all this, but. Um, 
the the priest was unsure whether that magic existed within this realm or beyond and yeah, for for all my consorting with Archfey and, and gods, I don't know whether that's something I can find myself. But uh, what 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 else can I do? That but try, I suppose. I understand. I'll I will look into it as well. The Harpers have a lot of resources, especially within Faerun, and I'll I'll pull as many strings as I can. I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I think we need to find somewhere to rest. But were you able to hold on to any gold or anything from the dragon? Because I'm I'm a little tight. We spent a lot of it hiring that boat. That's a good question. I mean, do I have any of my inventory? Was it was I allowed any of my inventory in my prison? Um, I'll say I'll say you were allowed your inventory. I don't know so much about the gold. The dragon probably took your gold uh, for his own treasure hoard. Yeah, that's probably fair. But you, I will say you definitely have, like, your your belongings. Oh, that's, at least that's something. Yep. Uh, well, no, I don't, uh, I don't really have any anything on me. I mean... Do you... Do you know anyone in the city who might... Well, yes, let yes. us stay with them. Yes, actually, my my uncle is nearby, so um, I was on my way there. Why don't you accompany me and perhaps oh, I can sure, give us sure, rest. yeah, yeah. yeah let's head there. Yeah, let's get let's, uh, let's head over. You continue on to your uncle's house, and it is now sundown. You you know your uncle is a he's like a he owns a newspaper. In the town, um, so he is is wealthy. He's your, he's your uncle by marriage. Uh, your your mother and, and your aunt are sisters, um, and that's how you know that's how you're related. But you know he he does well for himself. It's a nice house. Mm. It's not the best house. It's not like the house that you grew up in, um, from your you know father's vineyard. But it's a it's a nice house still. Yeah, nothing Tony knows of that. Yeah, no, exactly. And you knock on the door, and you uh, are greeted by your cousin, <gasps> Slyander. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, Locke. How's it going? What, uh, you didn't write to us. Why are you in Neverwinter? What brings you here? Um, that's quite the, uh, the long, the long story, uh, little cousin. Um, do you mind if, uh, uh, I brought, I brought a friend and we're, uh, we're in dire need of, uh, somewhere to, to spend the night. Do you, do you mind if we come in and speak to your father? Yeah, man, sure. I don't care. Hey, dad, dad, uh, Locke's here and he brought a friend and you see stepping um, out of sort of an office-like area is your uncle, Ander Copper. And, God, I don't remember how Luke did his voice. <laughs> so I'm going to make up my own. And if it's if it doesn't match, then uh, it's two different interpretations of the same character. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he's got like a, a cough or something. So he sounds yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> Locke! Oh, Locke, my... my... My boy, it's good to see you. 
what brings you here? Uh, I'm s- <clears throat> sorry Bradley couldn't be here. He's, he's at school, you know. Um, but what what brings you here? We um. Well, first, let me. Uh, it's, it's it's wonderful to see you, Uncle. This is um. Yes, yes, it's good to see you as well. This is uh this is my friend uh Leeson, um a member of the of the Harpers. We um. Well, you know all this uh, War of the Dragons business that's been uh going on. Yes, yes, we've uh I've been covering it uh, in the newspaper. Um, a lot, a lot going on. Um, I've heard a lot of tales about you and and a, a small group of folks who are really sticking it to the front lines. Yes, I um. And of course, I... I'm embellishing those tales, uh, <laughs> with marvelous, uh, marvelous uh, little notes to make it seem even the better. Well, I, I certainly appreciate that. Um, I mean, I, I certainly never expected to get caught up in all this business, but um, well, the, uh, the the thing of it is, I was... Well, so, sorry to interrupt, but Slyander and I were about to sit down for dinner. Would you like to join us? You look you look famished. <sighs> yes, that would be that would be wonderful. Thank you uh, for your hospitality. And uh, apologies for dropping in so, so unannounced. No, of course, of course. Uh, please, please. Um, he, you know, sets the table for two more. Um, and you, you four begin eating. Um, and it's a nice meal. And Ander asks, so how's the family? You know, Genevieve, uh, Zendaya, Chalamet, uh, Teresa, how's little Teresa doing? Uh, Locke Lock is absolutely going to have to, like, choke back, uh, tears with this. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's actually why I'm, why I'm in Neverwinter, um, uncle. Um, you see, I, uh, I ended up the, the prisoner of, uh, of a dragon for, for a spell. And, um, what, Teresa, she took it upon herself to, to try and, try and rescue me and, um, she succeeded, of course. She succeeded with anything she put her mind to, but um, she didn't. Uh, she didn't make it in the end. No. You see, he drops his fork. No, not Teresa. This uh, this this war has taken such a heavy toll on both personally and across across the world. Um, there's she's she's at the temple now. Um, they're looking after her, and um, I'm going to do everything I can to try and find a uh, a, a, a powerful arcanist or I, I don't know a, a god or being or or something to to bring her back with 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 their power. But um, in, in, until I'm able to do that, she is. Um, She's she's with their keeping. Do your parents know? No, we um we only just arrived in the city, and I took her straight to the to the temple, but I was uh, too late. Then I he's wiping tears from his face. Then I'll say nothing to them until you can get this sorted out. Yes, actually, um. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> about that, uh, I was I was thinking as uh, as terrible as this news is, the um, the, the enemy f- believe that I'm. They must still believe that I am prisoner. Mm-hmm. Though there's no one to attest otherwise, more or less, um, that I that I've survived. So um, it it might be prudent for you to to write to my parents and say that both Teresa and I have perished so that it might benefit us to to have that element of surprise when I when I rejoin the fight. Look what you're asking. It would break their hearts. Yes, yes it would. And uh they'll they'll likely never never forgive me. Um but if it if it can if it can bring even the most minute of advantages to this war, then a broken heart must be worth it, surely. Yes. Yes. Um then I will I will write them on the morrow. Thank you. And I'm so sorry, Locke. Yes, well, um, fortunately, I think there'll be there'll be time, plenty of time for mourning later. But uh, it's it's difficult to, uh, to to find the find the time to to do it now with such such a threat lo- looming over us. And all I can think of is those friends you mentioned of uh, who have been without me for so long, and whether they're alive or or imprisoned, or worse, I don't, I don't know, and I, I need to get back to this fight. And and Leoson here was was trying to secure us passage, but it appears Neverwinter's under lockdown. Well, I, I wouldn't say Neverwinter's under lockdown. I would say that people aren't really wanting to travel out. I mean, plenty of people come in, but no one's really wanting to go out. Do you, they, do you they believe it's safe behind the walls? I mean, that's what Lord Never Ember has said. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that, that sounds like the exact sort of thing he would tell to his constituents. Um, with all, with all your contacts in the city, do you know of anyone who we, you might be might be able to convince to? I, sp- I suppose lend lend us a ship or some other mode of transport that can get us to to Waterdeep. I probably could. Yeah, no, mo- most likely. G- give me, uh, give me time. I'll see what I can do. In the meantime, my home is open to both you and your friend. Thank you, Uncle. I, I truly, I, uh, we, we come to you with, uh, with naught but what you see on our backs, so, uh, this, I don't yes, know what we'd do look, without you. You look rugged. I don't think I've ever seen you with this much facial hair. I know it keeps coming in patchy, and it's just I keep waiting for it to like connect with other bits of it, but it just doesn't. Uh, well, I've got... <laughs> well, of course the bathrooms are open to you, unless you'd prefer to go to the public bath. Um, up to you. Um, no, uh, no, I think I would go for the private bath. I don't know why I would go for a public bath if if you're offering yours. Well, I mean, you never know. Some people just like bathing with other people. It's 
nothing to be ashamed of. I go there every once in a while, probably once a week actually. I have a, I have a few friends that I made at the public bath. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I appreciate that. I feel like I've got enough friends at the moment. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm see, glad you have an active social life, Uncle. You see, Slander looks up from his plate and he goes, "Um, wait, Locke. So, why are you here again?" Um, <laughs> you finish the meal, and it's probably about bedtime now. But you decide. I'm guessing you want to take a nice hot bath since you've been oh absolutely have in a the shave. cold for so long. Yeah, have a shave. Uh, um, get Leos in to cut my hair. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're back to looking uh, your prime self, um, and you lay in the bath and you close your eyes and and when you open them, you are sitting. In a familiar room. You see. Fireplace lit. Outside. It is. Raining. Um, It's a very cozy sort of cabin. Sort of like a study. In a cabin. You see in the corner. There's a small. Little. It looks like a. Like a. Child. Like a half dragon child. Uh, who is white and he looks at you he was he was playing with some uh, toys and he looks at you and he goes father father this one sees someone and you see turn from the window is the familiar face of Bahamut I'll, I'll bow uh, the moment I recognize him and become my lord and master. Yes, yes, no. Need to bow. Um, Reptidius, thank you for uh, telling me. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, please continue playing. That's, that, that's Reptidius? Yes. Um, he was, unfortunately... Uh, slain in battle and he is, his soul has come to me and I intend to um, you know he's going to grow once again and I'm going to send him back out into the world to finish uh, his mission but right now he is still a child um, but that's you know we all were at some point <laughs> I mean he what, even gods? Yeah, I would like to. I mean, I know I was. You know, I know Tiamat was. Um, wow, it was I really mean... weird for our mother. Because uh, I was born with, you know, one head and she was born with five. But, anyway. I want to offer you my condolences. Um, about your sister. Um, I, you know, being both a dragon and a god, I'm not very, uh, good at knowing the affairs, like, like what death really does to mortals. 
Um, but I do apologize. Thank, and if there were anything you. I could do, believe me, I would. I mean, could you, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you you would have if you if you if it was in your power. But you know, that that's repti- that's reptilian. He's died twice, as far as as I know, and now he's he, his soul has returned to you, and you're bringing him back. How how is it that my sister can be gone forever, and and he he can die so many times? Well, I wouldn't say she's gone forever. Her soul is still out there. Yes, I suppose but, you're right, but without, without the magic to bring it back... she wasn't a follower of mine, and I have no jurisdiction over her soul. Do, do you know who does, or is it just... I mean, she was, she was more practical than spiritual, I suppose. I, I don't know. I don't know your sister. You'd have to tell me. I mean, it seems that your family is pretty agnostic, at the least. Yeah, I mean, I, I I suppose I'm breaking a trend, but then again, you know, it's less less about faith and more the fact I'm standing in your room. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. I mean, the gods prove themselves to people every day, and yet we still have atheists. So what does that tell you? Well, I mean, considering that the current calamity we find ourselves in is because of, and you'll forgive me, one of your kind trying to come back into this world, I suppose being an atheist would be the idea that we can get along fine without you. It's very true. Uh, now that um, now that I am, I am free of... Uh, Rathator's clutches. Um, I was. I, I. I need to go and find the other dragon slayers and reunite with them so that we can continue this fight. Would you? Do you have any a, a mission for me or a, a task that I might complete? Nothing other than continuing your current task. The greatest task of all is defeating Tiamat. And that is the task that I've put all of my uh, children on. And I'll... I do have some bad news. Uh, Oh, that makes a change. (laughs) Go on. My friend Volteroy. His god, Tyr. Tyr is dead. What? Yes. Some malignant force must have used some sort of conduit to head into Mount Celestia, or at least his part of Mount Celestia, and slaughter him and many of his angels. I didn't know. I'm not quite sure how he did it, but. Gods. Uh. And 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 Votroy. Votroy lives. That I do not know. If 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 Votroy is still alive, but without his god, then that he needs me more than ever. Then we must find a way to get you back. Uh, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying, but I'm 
I'm, I'm limited in just what in what ships, horses. You know, I can I can turn into a bird for an hour a day. I can. I'm not like I'm. I'm not the, the. I'm not known for my swiftness to cross a cross a continent. See, if you were if you were dead, I could send you immediately. But <laughs> if, if I was. If I was dead, you could send me immediately. Yeah, sure. So would come back to me, and much as I have done with Reptidius, I could uh, take you, raise you, and bring you back. But it would take some time. How, how long are we talking? That I do not know. Depends on the willingness of the soul. Reptidius here, and you see, Reptidius is actually a little bit bigger than he was before. Reptidius grows quite fast. But I'm not entirely certain how you would be. Anyway, it's a bad idea. Don't kill yourself. Don't die. Well, hold on now. If 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 I die, my soul comes to you, and you can just send me. Does it? Can you send me anywhere? <laughs> um. Probably. I mean, Reptidius has always gone back to the same place. But, or at least the first time he died, he just went back to where his body was. Well, if 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 you can, if you can take my soul and and place it among the world and place it as close to my companions as possible, then that surely that's something we should pursue. You know, that might actually be a good idea. And as soon as he starts saying that, you hear thunder. And you your eyes jolt open and you are sitting in the bath again. And you see standing outside the window is this very decrepit looking guy. Just very dirty, very hairy, just kind of staring at you. Uh, listen, I mean, there's, uh, there's places in the city I'm sure you could go and, with a little bit of coin, get a better show than I'm putting on for you, friend. He, he motions for you to, to come outside, and then he sort of vanishes from the window, and you think it's really weird because the bathroom's on the second floor. Mm. Uh, okay, I'll put I'll put on like a towel, I guess, and uh, and go and open up the window and step out. You well, you can't really op- you open the window, but there isn't anywhere to step out. You see, the man is on the street below. Um, it is raining currently, and okay. he says. My master wishes to speak to you. Uh, okay, who's your master? Come with me and you will meet him and you will see. Well, I'd be a very poor sport if I didn't take up such a wonderfully creepy invitation. I'll be right down. You put on your clothes and you, I'm assuming, grab your weapons and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. And you head down, and you see this man um, just standing at the front door waiting for you. 
Well, he, looks, he says, "Follow me, Master Dangerfield." And okay. He begins walking along, and as you're walking, you're going through the city, and he goes, "My master is very powerful, very magical. He knows of your troubles, and he wishes to help you." He he can bring my sister back. Absolutely, he can. In exchange for what? That I do not know. The price is between you and him alone. And he leads you down to the docks, sort of like a slum area. It smells very fishy, very bad here. And he leads you to this little um, ramshackled-looking shack. It's like leaning to one side. It looks like it's barely being held up. And he gestures you to go in. You see the door is really just a curtain. I must warn you, if this is a trap, there's many have many have tried to kill me before, and, and despite their best efforts, I'm still here. Believe me, we know. This is no trap. You enter this shack, and it, what looks like a shack on the outside isn't really a shack on the inside. You see this very ornate-looking room, piles and piles of uncountable treasure litter the ground. And you see sitting in the middle of this room on a very, uh, very ornate, very, uh, ceremonial looking rug is a sort of bulbous fish looking guy with, with tentacles coming down where facial hair would be. And he's smoking from a hookah and he looks at you, smoke coming out of both his mouth and sort of gill flaps on his side. Nice. Come in, Master Dangerfield. I'm afraid you have me at a, uh, at a disadvantage, Master... Munahwir. Yunawir? Munahwir. Munahwir. I am the great and mighty Sultan of Souls, as people call me. You give me a history check. Uh, the that's eleven. Okay, you've never heard of this guy. Give me an Arcana check. That's a natural twenty. You've never heard of this guy, but you have. You recognize him. This is a Marid, a type of genie. Uh, you know Ooh. specifically that Marids will often give themselves lavish and flamboyant titles to make themselves seem important, though they may or may not be in reality. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm familiar with you and your kind, good sir. Yes, and I am familiar with you and yours. Please, please sit down and have a smoke with me. 
Oh, I absolutely sit down and have a smoke with this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. You you smoke from this hookah. Normally, I, I've i smoked hookah before. I don't really know how it works. I think it's like tobacco you put in the middle. Um, it, it can be anything. It's like water vapor. and. Oh, anything. cool. Well, this is... Uh, you've never smoked this before. This is some crazy shit. And <laughs> you are definitely seeing colors that you weren't seeing before. Nice. I know of you and your plight, Master Dangerfield. And I would like to offer my resources, he says with a sort of sitting bow. Well, well... Master Dangerfield, do you fear death? You know, some days I crave it, but, um... Seeing what it what it does to the people you leave behind, yes. Yes, and I would expect most mortals do. Now I know of you, for everyone in this plane knows of you. We've heard many tales of the dragon slayers. Even in this part, even those of us on some other planes, know of you. That's flattering. Tell me, Master Dangerfield, what is your deepest wish? I suppose I should say that my deepest wish is to defeat Tiamat and to to protect this world from her wrath, but in all honesty, my deepest wish is for my sister to be back. A very touching wish indeed. Uh... You see the smoke that comes out is multicolored like a rainbow. And yet, I believe you are told that only a spell of true resurrection to bring her back. Indeed I was. And... Begging your pardon, uh, while, I, while I do enjoy this uh, this back and forth, I am I am a warlock. I am accustomed to making deals, and I'm I'm sensing an offer coming up. And I'd rather we skip to it if it's all the same. Yes, of course. Well, Master Dangerfield, I am not asking for your service, for I know it already belongs to someone far more powerful than I. But I can bring your sister back, and all I ask in return is a soul. For you see, I am the Sultan of Souls, and I very much love to add to my collection. You see, he takes out a bottle from one of his pockets. This is... A widow. She traded her soul to bring back her husband. She didn't tell me when I could take it, and so I took it immediately. And you see, pours it into the hookah and inhales again. And that's what, and we're smoking souls, are we? I find their vapors to be the most delectable. 
or having sampled, I'm sure I can agree. And of course, they will eventually reconfigure themselves, as all souls do, and I will collect them once again in my bottles. And so, Lark, I come to you with this offer, and my price, you know, is a soul, but I am a collector of souls, and I do not just want any soul. I want the soul of someone that you love, someone that you care for, someone who trusts you. Who among the many people that you know, Locke Dangerfield, would you wager is an appropriate price for your sister? What would happen to a soul given to you that reconfigured if that soul's god was gone? I don't know. I've never had that problem before. I... I've never had a problem... Putting my putting my life before, or I suppose after uh, uh, after others, I I got into this mess by trying to save someone. But what you ask is no small thing. Oh, I know, and what you ask is no small thing. If I if I promise one of my companions. Will you wait to collect until after the threat of Tiamat is done? I can do that. Certainly. But not a moment before. But I cannot promise for how long after. No, that's uh that's reasonable. Um must I decide now, or can I decide at the time? After As we... you say that, you hear the sending of Volteroy. Locke, I am sorry I didn't send to you sooner. Wasn't sure what to say. Annie's prisoner at Candlekeep. She... Needs you. We all do. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. One of my um, I've just received uh, news that one of one of my companions is is imprisoned. Uh, I I I have to go. Will you? Will, will do you not let... worry. Lock Dangerfield. You see, he flicks his wrist, and in his palm, he has a ring. To whomever you give this ring. I will collect their soul when the time is right. Take it, please. Yeah, I take it. You take the ring. Best travels to you, Master Dangerfield. When will you bring her back? 
when I receive the soul, of course. A soul for a soul. Can I do an insight check on him? Absolutely. Ah, that's a nine. He's definitely telling the truth. <laughs> Thank you. Of course, Master Dangerfield. He gives you a very toothy grin. And you walk out and you head, I'm assuming, back to your back to your uncle's house. Yes. Yeah. Cool. It is definitely, it's probably midnight at this point. Um, are you going to, what are you going to do? Uh, I think just go, go to my room and just sit in the dark, like playing, like just turning the ring over and over in my hands as I, as I think about the weight of what I've just agreed to. <laughs> you do that throughout the night and eventually morning comes and you hear a knock at your door and you see it is Leosin. And he goes... Doesn't really look like you got much sleep. No, there's a a lot in the mind, isn't there? Um, I've received news that Annie is a captive of Candlekeep. He kind of looks down, and then he looks back up and he goes, "Well, then we need to go rescue her." is Jack Dean as Locke Dangerfield and Thorin George as our DM. The story you heard today, as well as probably a majority of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module The Rise of Tiamat. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod, join our private Facebook group at The Modular Podcast Fan Club, follow us on Instagram at The Modular Podcast, follow us on TikTok at The Modular Podcast, and subscribe to us on YouTube at The Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout out to Matthew Rayner, Amanda Garcia, and Claire Vautrin, who all follow us on that Facebook group that I just talked about. And if you want to shout out Maybe you should follow us on that Facebook group, too. <sighs> if you like this show, we put a lot of time and effort into it, especially me. Um, and I, I will often uh, do entire days of planning out these sessions. And if you could share it, tweet it, recommend it to people, we would absolutely love that. New episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular. Modular.